Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Jacob Lewis from The Gym, located out in California. What's up, Jacob? How are you today? Uh, going great. How are you doing? Thanks doing for well, having me thank yeah, absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. We appreciate it. All right. So let's waste no time here getting into the details. Kind of give us an overview, a little bit of a different situation here. We're working with multiple locations in uh, different areas of the state. So kind of just give the listeners a rundown of what it is that you do and what you've got going on out in California. Perfect. So uh, we started as, um, when I say we, we have multiple locations across California and different owners that are on our, with on with our brand. Uh, we started as a franchise for World Gym. All of us did. And we got fed up with all the corporate games. So we created our own brand, brought some, brought some new locations on. And uh, post pre-pandemic, I believe we were at four locations and now we're at seven locations. So between San Diego, um, San Bernardino County, and then Arizona, we're at seven locations. Okay. All right. So seven locations total. And what does your business model look like? How do you structure things within the facilities themselves? So our, our, um, our gyms are, they're, they're kind of, they're, it's more of an atmosphere, and, uh, you know, you walk in, you can instantly feel the energy. You can see the energy. The team members are all amazing. There's never any, there's never any gimmicks. We're very straightforward with everything. Um, we're always open 24 hours a day. Uh, even through the pandemic, we were open too. And uh, it, it really creates like a bond. And we have, you know, anywhere from 12,000 square foot gyms to 45,000 square foot gyms. So there's a lot of, they hold a lot of members. We compete with all the big boxes, like, mm-hmm. well, I wouldn't even call it compete in shape 24, uh, LA fitness, stuff like that. And, um, it doesn't really phase us. We literally have one gym in Victorville. That's about 30,000 square feet right next door, six inches away from a 70,000 square foot in shape. And since then, we pretty much started building at the same time back in 2013, I think it was. And we've just, we have, have had no problems with competition. Mm-hmm. So um, the atmosphere, I guess you could say it's kind of like a contemporary modern, uh, dimmer lighting, colored lighting, loud music. It's very energetic. Like there's, you can have the worst day come in and it'll all change right away. That's awesome. I love that. And are you offering obviously open memberships, correct? Right. And then any group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones, any of that additional kind of stuff as well, or? So um, each location is a little bit different. Uh, mm-hmm. Victorville, you got saunas, steam rooms, tanning, elevated DJ booths, um, of about a 5,000 square foot leg room with all the, the best stuff that you could find, some stuff that a lot of people haven't seen. Uh, that one has aerobics cycle. And then um, the steam rooms and locker rooms are in are in the locker rooms or the steam rooms and saunas are in the locker rooms. So it's not co-ed. And then Apple Valley, for example, it's about 12,000 and some change. 
locker room showers, really nice. That's another thing. We do really nice uh, pro shops. Mm -hmm. So supplements, apparel, all that stuff. Everything's branded, obviously, with the gym. Uh, and then the rest is all the weight floor. That's a newer model that we we just opened up this year That's that we're going to kind of gear towards our vets and help give opportunities for them to use their VA loans to get into the gym business. They'll have our help. And then, you know, anything that they need going through the process, we can help them with. And then eventually they'll have a gym location under the gym brand. Got it. Okay. Awesome. And that was actually um, part of my next question, as far as other levels of service or other streams of revenue for the business as well. So retail supplementation, and then you're also, are you licensing out the name to other people who are looking to come in and potentially own their own? Correct. Yes. And it, it could fall under two ways. One, they're just getting into the gym business and need help in the whole process. Cause when you're, you know, when you're doing the construction and all that stuff on something that's anywhere from 12 to 45,000 square feet, there's a lot of stuff that people don't realize that come, come in play that comes in play. So what what we do is you know we've we built gyms we've been through the project process we've remodeled rebranded done all that so you get um you get our expertise when we were with world gym we were awarded uh best for design and style in america mm -hmm. and they were actually using our designs on their marketing material at the time awesome okay yeah so that definitely stands out and separates you from a lot of other gyms that may be a, a similar, I don't even want to say model because they're not, um, but that definitely helps to separate you from others. Absolutely. Now, as far as acquiring new clients goes, getting more people in the door, building the membership base within the facilities that you have, how do you go about doing that? So uh, there's a lot of aspects. I mean, Victorville alone is usually somewhere around 10,000 members. Apple Valley, we just opened in the end of December and we're at like 2,600 and it's still growing. Mm -hmm. So uh, we do, um, I like to get involved with the community on within the youth levels, meaning going to the high schools, uh, getting into all the athletic programs, doing co-branding with them, you know, sponsoring the kids for their backpacks or whatever they need to do with our logos on them too. Uh, that that usually is for me the you know the grassroots stuff is usually my favorite it takes a lot of time you need a team to help you with it but then also social media uh, SEO our biggest right now is probably social media um, just the the gyms up here in Victorville I think we have like 21,000 followers on our Instagram mm -hmm. and then like another like 13 or 14 on our Facebook so um Video marketing. Uh, about two years ago, I kind of watched and saw that I that I predicted what was going to happen with the video marketing. So now we're we're big on that. Uh, if you go to our if you go to our Instagram page, you could see a lot of a lot of examples of what we do and how we do it. We involve the team. Uh, we give our team um, all the all the incentives, commissions, all that stuff. But we also uh, don't hold them on a leash so that what that does is it it creates like an ownership atmosphere with the team members which then also they will treat the members as if they're family friends so on and so forth they end up becoming family and friends honestly mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Always important to have multiple, I like to say multiple pools in the water as far as advertising goes, a few different approaches to reach more people, let more people know what it is that you do, get them in the doors. Um, yeah. One so. one other thing I forgot about, we do we do quite a few of uh, in-club events, meaning, but we, you know, we use the lot too, like uh, we can use the back of the gym, the front of the gym, like for example, on the 21st of October, we have our annual block party, Halloween block party. We bring in stages. We're going to do basically like a, think of it as like a bikini slash like physique competition, but costumes and everybody has full reign on doing whatever they're going to do. We offer cash prizes. We're doing a trunk or treat car show. Um, we have all kinds of food trucks coming, bounce houses, mechanical bowls. We even, we even have drinks. So it, it ends up being pretty fun. And then just kind of put on a show. And when you bring people in, we don't charge anything for it. So anybody in the community can come to it. And we have people now year after year that like wait for it and come to it, bring their kids. And it's just getting bigger and bigger. So that's yeah. another thing that a lot of people don't think about in the gym business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's like elevated, you know, it's like taking it to the next level. Um, so now what does the process look like when somebody does want to come in and check out the gym do you do some type of a console or trial or when somebody comes in for their first day what does that typically look like uh, usually what we'll do is um, I'll get on the phone with them and kind of see where they're at in the process if they're if they're really far away from it then I'll give them some pointers of what where why how to start what to work on first uh, like I said, when you're, when you're getting into big projects like this, and, and we did the same thing when we first, when we opened our first gym is there's a lot of stuff that you don't think of or account for. And at the end of the day, it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars or, mm -hmm. or whatever, or months and holds holdups, which cost you more money in marketing and so on and so forth to play catch up. So uh, I really get a, a good idea of where they're at. And another, another one of our, one of our partners on the brand, he's been in the industry forever. He used to be Joe Gold CPA and we, we kind of tag team it in a way and then figure out, we'll show them the gyms, figure out what, what they like more about what, whichever location, and then kind of fine tune it from there and then put him in contact with architects or whatever the process is. If they already have a gym, then when, after they, they come on as a licensee, then we go down, we, we give them basically design tips and stuff, depending on their budget, of course, mm -hmm. uh, lighting is a huge factor. Like, you know, you don't want to walk into a gym like 24 LA and it feels like you're walking into a Walmart or something. Right. Uh, that, that right there in itself kills energy and it sucks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's a big, it, you have to make it a place that people want to be exactly uh, so that they keep coming back. Um, now, what does your day-to-day -day look like currently? Are you focused on scaling one specific location right now, or do you kind of oversee operations at all of the locations? What does your typical day-to-day -day look like? So I've recently got into time blocking because, you know, as we add locations and, you know, more people that we're talking to and so on and so forth, um, I'm I'm mostly 
looking over operations on the new location, but also splitting the time to deal with new licensees. Mm -hmm. So the goal, the goal is to grow the brand as far as we can. So with that, it takes a lot of time, especially in the early stages, because there's only so many of us right now. But it is uh, that's that's where my focus is is on growing the brand and we have an amazing team i mean it's we've been in the business uh i think we're going on 11 or 12 years right now mm -hmm. so and there's a lot of people that have been with us since day one and they they'll they're still here for a reason we trust them so uh it gives me more time to go into the licensing aspect of thing and build things and be able to help new owners or existing owners kind of have a, a path right Okay. And so is the goal, like the, the big picture goal to expand out of California into other states as well? Everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We actually, um, with, uh, one of the muscle competitions that one of our partners on the brand owns, he's all over China with it and everything else. And we're, and we're open for that too. Mm -hmm. So, um, it just you take it and you help you help you help people build it and then it's going to fall into place after a period of time right yeah absolutely so what is it that needs to happen for you to get to that next level is it bringing on more licensees is it you know first scaling these locations what is that process looking like for you uh bring on more licensees i i would like to think i mean besides the newest one they're already scaled and at, at pretty close to where they need to be, you know, little uh, tweaks here and there will, you know, you could pull in more income or do whatever, pull in more memberships, but um, ideally getting Apple Valley up to around 5,500 members and about 12,000 square feet, mm -hmm. and that'll be fully scaled. And then at that point, either another location that comes on through us or just straight licensing focusing on licensing. Okay. All right. And so one thing I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could either provide a piece of advice or share with the listeners, one of the most important things that you've learned throughout your time in ownership, what would that be? The first thing it would be don't overthink. And with that, that means don't try to uh, appease everybody, you know, with whatever you're going to do. If like, for example, use planet fitness, there's, if you go out on our weight floor, you're not going to see the people that come to our gyms in planet fitness. They wouldn't even want to walk in the doors. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, but then again, planet fitness did a good job of appeasing their model, no judgment, this and that trying to make everybody feel comfortable to where with us, we're more of like the serious brand but you'll see aspects of all life in our gyms. So when I say don't overthink, don't sit there and think like if, if you have a good idea, don't let anybody else's ideas infect your idea mm -hmm. to an extent. Like if you, you know, you sit there and brainstorm with your partners or whatever, but that's, that's the biggest thing I see. I see, I see gym owners going like they're, they're on the path that they want. They started on that they wanted to go on. And then, oh, this didn't work, this didn't work. So now all of a sudden they turn into some corporate structure that's just way overburdened. And mm -hmm. people can feel that energy. If you're putting the thumb on your team and being corporate and the thumb on your members, they can feel that energy. They're going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. And how many partners are you working with currently? So we have, well, there's uh, between the seven gyms, there is, um, I think there's about five or six, five or six, I would say, total okay. between those gyms. Um, obviously, they, if they started with one, then they add another one and add another one. And sometimes they'll get a different partner with another one that's still in the industry with them. It just depends on how it goes. Got it. So okay. I would say five or six. Okay. And do you allow your licensees some type of leniency when, within what they do within their gyms? Or are you super strict as far as your expectations for what you expect for licensees? Well, so we're, we're more like anti-establishment. So mm -hmm. we, we give our franchisee or not, sorry, rephrase that our licensees pretty much the rain. We offer, we offer the advice. Now, of course, if there's logo altering and stuff like that, then there's stuff like that where we'll, we'll, we will talk to them on. Right. Right. I mean, if you wanted to build a gym and do whatever you wanted to do for the most part, we're cool with it. Of course, we don't want to put our name on something that's dilapidated and falling apart. And, you know, there has to be some context there, but when they're day to day, they can do whatever works. Got it. Okay. So there's, um, and the reason I asked that is because, you know, in the beginning, you talked about getting away from like the, the corporate structure and the corporate mm -hmm. model. So that makes sense that, you know, you would allow your licensees a little bit more um, freedom, a little bit more freedom. Yeah, exactly. And, and the ability to do what they see fit within their gyms within reason, obviously, but a little bit more freedom there is, is nice. Cause sometimes, yeah, it, it, it is hard when you get into a corporately owned and run facility and you're kind of put in a box, right? Yep. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, it wasn't for us and I'm sure it's not for a lot of people. So that's, that's where we want to be there for people to have, have the, the backup of, um, experience and, and everything and have proven products and just, just help. That's it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. When you have the the right systems in place and the proven, the proven systems that you know work, it makes it a lot easier to duplicate and allow other people to get in and own gyms themselves and make their own dreams come true as far as that goes. So that's huge as far as helping people take a step in the right direction. Cause it can be a lot, like you said before, you know, there are things that come up along the way that you just don't know that you don't expect. Yep. You don't know, you know, and you, you don't know what you don't know. So if you have somebody who's been there, done it, has a proven system, and then you can just recreate that, then that's the way to go. And Basically. that's typically what you're looking at with a franchise model. Right. But within this, it's, the benefits of that, but with more freedom. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And so if you could improve one thing within either the gyms or the business overall right now, if there is anything, what would that be? So the, the one thing, no matter how good your operation is, the one thing that you can always improve is getting more people in the door, meaning new people to see what you have. And, you know, there's some, like some of our gyms have been around for 40 years, 
but there's people in that area that have, didn't even know or haven't been in there because just whatever the reason is, no matter what your marketing is or anything else. So the main problem is always at bringing more people in the doors. Cause you know, as you know, uh, a big portion of, of uh, our communities only use the gyms periodically or seasonally, or so there, you could always have more people coming in and, um, just experiencing the mental health side of working out. And a lot of people want to go to the doctors and get doped up on antidepressants and all this stuff. When really, if you just get a good workout in, it'll clear all that stuff out. And then you do it yeah. day by day and it's gone. So right. uh, that would be the, the one thing that I'd really want to improve on is more people in the door. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you said that because there are so many gym owners out there who only rely on referrals and word of mouth. Right. And they're just so caught up on referrals and word of mouth. And that's great. You know, of course, referrals are great. Word of mouth is great. The people that come in pretty much already know what you do and walk in the doors ready to become a member. The right. only thing with that is that it's so limited. You're really limiting the people that you can actually reach and help. And like you said, you've got gyms that have been there for 40 years and there's people that still don't know that you're there. Right. Or they still don't know what you do. Um, there's so many times throughout the day where I hear people, you know, they've got either newer gyms or they've been around five years, maybe even 10 years, and they're relying only on word of mouth. And it's like, they don't see the value in reaching more people. And it's like, you know, if this is what you do and the reason why you started a gym was to help people, it's like, you don't want to be the best kept secret in town. You have to actually let them know that you're there so that they walk in the doors. The whole, if you build it, they will come thing doesn't work in this scenario. Absolutely. So. And that was the second thing I was going to go to. And you just nailed it on the head right there. Getting comfortable. Like mm -hmm. there's, I see it all the time with, with people in the industry that they get to a certain spot and then they're just comfortable. But when, like, if you get to that certain spot, you have momentum, keep running it. Mm -hmm. So, um, don't get comfortable. Yeah. Keep focusing right. on focus on what you focused on the day you got into the business. Mm -hmm. And it's always adding members because with members comes everything else, the word to mouth, the, you know, the supplement purchases, the gear supplement or the gear purchases, and just everything in between, uh, run it like you did the first day, work it like you did the first day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Such an important point because it's always interesting, you know, when you ask about retention, it's like, it's always like, oh, nobody ever leaves. Right. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, you're getting 20 people in the doors signing up on a monthly basis, but you've been at 170 members for the last three years. Exactly. Right? So where are these people going? Right. Exactly. People are leaving, but nobody ever wants to admit that people actually leave, but it happens whether it be usually not from poor service in some cases it is but usually it's people's lives change right they move they get a new job something changes in their lives people are going to leave so if you just cut yourself off from ever acquiring new clients you set yourself up to fail it's you're such not control thing. it's like if you you got a cut on your arm and you're bleeding and you don't stop the bleeding what's going to happen right your business is going to die you're going to die so you always have to control the bleeding and i don't care what anybody says, how good their operation is, there's always bleeding. Yes. So it's usually, like you said, it's more coming in than going out is ideal. So uh, yeah, you hit that right on the head. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it, the thing I always ask people is like, 
do you hate money or helping people? <laughs> it's like, why would you ever stop focusing on either of those things? Right. And it's like, people always say, well, it's not about the money. And it's like, well, you know, it is because yeah, if you don't have any money coming in, then your doors aren't open and then you're not helping anybody at all. And usually people who don't have any money say that, you know, oh, yeah. it's not about the money. It's um, kind of like what you're, what you're saying is I hear this a lot from people when I'm out in town and just telling them they need to work out. Well, they always use the the preempted excuse. I don't, I don't want to get buff. And I, I like pop their bubble and tell them like, look at, you're not going to get buff for mm -hmm. you. It's not about that because your mindset, you're giving yourself an excuse of why you won't walk in the doors. And really you just need to walk in the doors and try it and see what happens. And maybe you will get buff one day. Maybe you'll fall in love with it. But mm -hmm. it's the same thing with those gym owners that say, Oh, nobody leaves. And we're always at this member number. Yep. Oh, they're leaving. They're leaving. Right. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, people stand in their own way more than anything else, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, they just stand in their own way, whether it be in business and fitness and relationships overall, it's just a lot of times people are afraid to fail. So they'd rather just not try than fail because it's like right. their ego can't take it. Right. So if they don't try, they can't fail, but then yep inevitably the business ends up failing anyways, because you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. Yep. So exactly. That's what happens. The but fear of failure, the fear of failure will, will smash anybody in any subject at any time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like uh skydiving. Have you ever been skydiving? No, I have not. Okay. Well, I'll give you a quick rundown on it. Um, you know, everybody's always like, they use skydiving. Oh, well, like it's, it's going to be so scary. And they're like freaked out, freaked out. Then you get in the plane and you jump out and all of a sudden everything feels fake. And you're like, this is what I was so like worked up and worried about. It's the same thing. Like people going to the gym or people wanting to grow their gyms. It's the same context, the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Or just like I was saying, Oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to work out because I don't want to get buff. You know, you hear a lot of women saying it all the time. Yes. <laughs> and it's just, it's an excuse for them in their mind so that they can get somebody off of their back. But then in, in reality, we should be challenging those people. Oh, really? I don't think you're going to get buff. Like, mm -hmm. look at this girl. Look at this girl. Look at this girl. They've been working out for 10 years. Are they buff? Right. No. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's just a preempted excuse. It's exactly what it is. Yep. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. And it's frustrating to hear that from the outside, whether it be within somebody's business or whether it be in the gym and the people that, you know, could be coming in and improving their lives, just like within the business, people could be doing things to improve the business, but they're just standing in their own way. So absolutely. You nailed everybody it. Get out of your own way. <laughs> hit the throttle hit the throttle that's right all right awesome so as we start to wrap up here where can the listeners find you on social media okay so our locations uh instagram we're at the gym hd like high desert um our website is the hyphen gym.com that's a minus sign in the middle and uh if basically if you put the gym sd which would be san diego the gym vista the gym chula vista the gym mesa the gym ramona uh they have all their individual instagram accounts we keep the high desert which is apple valley and victorville on one which is the gym hd and then all the locations are also on the website at the hyphen gym.com Perfect. All right. So pretty simple there, just depending on which location you're looking for, but always starting with the gym. Yep. All right. 
Perfect. So Jacob Lewis from the gym located out in California, multiple locations out there. So if you're out in California, make sure you check it out. Jacob, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Thank you. Back at you and I appreciate all the work you do. Absolutely. To all the gym owners out there and all the listeners in general, make sure you keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Chris from Strength Trained Dunamis out of Spencerport, New York. Welcome to the show, Chris. How are you today? Oh, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited to have you here and to learn more about what you have going on over there. But before we really dive into the the what you have going on, I kind of want to know like the background, right? So what was it, Chris, that ultimately led to you opening up this fitness business? So fitness has been a, a part of my life since my teen years. Uh, mm-hmm. It was always a dream to open a gym. You know, for me, it was that idea of having individuals that knew more than me coming to my gym to train and me learning along the way. Um, At that time, uh, I didn't see a future in college. I I didn't, I didn't see myself going to college for this. Um, It wasn't until later in life that I went to college. And at that point, I've always worked for myself. I don't want to work for anyone else. So I, my business partner and I, we decided to make a dream come true and and open the gym. Okay. So now that you guys have opened the gym, how long exactly have you been in business? So we're closing out our sixth year, going into our seventh. Okay. So you've been doing this for a little while. Um, Give us kind of your elevator pitch of strength trained dunamis, who you guys are, what services you have to provide really paint a picture for us so that we understand the business model here. So, you know, I, I like tried and true, good old fashioned strength and conditioning. I tell people we're nothing fancy. Um, our goal is to help individuals um, get to that place where, at least for me, get to that place where fitness is not only a physical, but it's also part of their mental. Um, for me, fitness throughout my entire life, I've had a, a real up and down. I'm recovering. I had addicts and alcoholic for 12 years. Um, so I had, I had some rough years in there. But throughout all of that, I never stopped training. It was always part of my you know, sober support mm-hmm. or my attempt to sobriety. Um, and what I've seen in a lot of our clients coming through is they come in with a goal. You know, I want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I want to get toned. I want to feel better. I want energy. Um, but in time, as it flows, you start to see, especially like COVID was a great example of individuals. Now they can't train and they're losing their minds because they realize how important it is on a mental aspect. 
Um, that's super important to me. It's important that individuals find the gym to be not just a part of their life, just a part of their life. I don't want them to look at it as this hour that they have to find room for, but more of, I want to go because I know how much it helps me. You know, it's not, it's not a drag for them to, to put this, to find a spot in their schedule for this. It's, I want them to be eager to find a spot in their schedule for this. Um, and then just to grow, to grow and to see themselves. My favorite thing, my favorite part of training clients, our, our clientele is, um, is varied, very varied. Um, mid-age, older women, um, younger high school athletes. The one part I love is when I have an individual like my client I trained this morning, that older woman, she's uh, early 60s, and simple things like, hey, I was shoveling the driveway, and it's a lot easier to lift snow now. And those are the little wins that I'm like, yes, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear that what we're doing in here is making life easier. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a really big motivational factor being a business owner in this industry is knowing that we get to change people's lives. We get to make people's lives easier, more enjoyable. And you're doing this through a sustainable, you know, health and fitness kind of method, right? There's tons of fads out there in this industry, but you're teaching them how to make it a part of their lives and make it be something that they enjoy. They have fun with, and it's just a part of their life, not something that they have to make a part of their life. Um, so, you know, is it mostly group classes? Is it mostly one-on-one? Kind of what's the breakdown look like there? So our main model is group classes. So okay. what, what I refer to is just good old-fashioned strength and conditioning group classes. Okay. Um, we also have personal training. Mm-hmm. Um, we do nutrition counseling. And then we do personal programming because we have clients that already have gym memberships and they just want to program. They just, they want a tried and true program. It's going to get them from point A to point B um, without all the fluff and the BS. Um, And and a lot of people just don't know what to do. So uh, personal programs has become a part of the the business that I I really enjoy. I really enjoy doing personal programs. It's probably one of outside of classes because I love coaching. I love that face-to-face personal programs is, is I love programming. So that's my next favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's a good add on to, right. It doesn't cost you the business owner a ton of time to do programming, but it is, you know, something that's beneficial for clients out there and it's bringing an extra revenue to the business, which is always great. Um, so you kind of mentioned their group, group training is the bread and butter of what you do, but you also offer PT. What percentage of your revenue would you say is coming from the PT side of things? So a larger percent of our revenue comes from PT. I would say probably about 60% of our revenue comes from PT. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're we're able to, with PT, we're able to charge a little bit more, right? It's more of a premium service. So, um, you know, we can bring in some, some more revenue there. Um, are you guys in a position where your PT is pretty tapped out or do you have opportunity to continue to grow that program? Oh, we have opportunity to continue to grow it. Yeah. Yeah. My personal schedule is a little tight right now, but it seems to ebb and flow. You know, you have, you have individuals. That's the beauty of the way we run it is I have individuals that have come in and PT 
do PT for, I don't know, three months, six months, whatever, nine, a year. And then I, I always try to transition them into group. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. I want to transition you into group. Um, if they enjoy a group setting and they're still looking for those results, because that gives them a little bit more control over their fitness. And that's what I want. I want to, I want to put control back in their hands. Right. Uh, with a group fitness model, like they have to sign up for class. They have to show up. It's, it's different than having um, an appointment already set. It gives them a little bit more freeway, but again, there's the accountability. So you see someone that now is starting to, to fall backwards and they're not doing, they're not plugging in like they were in personal training is that whole accountability on that as a coach, it's, it's, you know, it's my responsibility to follow up and make sure everything's going well. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, um, you know, obviously you, you said your schedule is a little busy right now. And, and that, that makes sense. You're the business owner, right. And you're training in the day to day. So I'm sure that you have a pretty big, busy schedule. Um, the other trainers, do they have space in their schedule to take on more classes or more clients? So our, our trainer right now has very little space. Okay. Um, my, my business partner has a little bit of space in his schedule and we're trying to fill that. Um, that that's always a goal is to, Whoever has the lowest number of clients, our job is to fill yep. that schedule and then move to the next. Um, yep. Okay, got it. And so we're always looking to bring on staff. I'm right. always looking on a good, good trainer that can can uh, handle that type. Yeah, of course. I mean, more trainers means that we can help more people. And I don't know about you, but I don't hate money and I don't hate helping people. Right. <laughs> so right. that that opens up a world of um, possibilities there. So let's kind of talk about the, the group training side of things. How many members do you guys have right now? We have a total of, I don't know the exact number. I'm going to say around 70 with everything, personal training, group members, uh, personal programming, nutrition is probably a little bit higher than that. Okay, so 70, 75, 80 clients, somewhere probably in that that range, give or take, you know, it doesn't have to be exact. Um, my question to you is, it definitely sounds like you're in the position where you want to grow, right? So talk to me about what that growth process looks like. Where are you guys finding your clients? I don't, I, I'm always looking for new clients, no matter how big I get, I always want more because I want to help more people. So what are you guys doing in your space to find people. I feel like that's kind of the hardest thing for most of us is how do we get people in? Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, it's not easy for me. Um, I, I'm not a social media guy. Uh, so it's, it's, it, it's difficult. I ran a, a, a construction business prior to this okay. and I never had to advertise for construction. Like word of mouth, I stayed busy for currently. I still have, I still do small jobs on the side here and there, and I still have customers that call me word of mouth. Um, so getting into the fitness business was a little bit different because in my, in my mind, I just thought if I'm that good of a trainer, they'll just come. Mm -hmm. But the business is a little bit different. So thank God I have Will, my business partner, who's more, um, he's more of the marketing side. So he's the guy that's like, no, we need to do this. We need to do this. Um, and what he uses a lot is social media. It's a big one. So social media and Google are the two things he really uh, plugs into. He does a lot of Google ads. 
Uh, he's very active on social media, keeping keeping our our our, our faces and our our clients' faces out there so people can see that we're busy. Um, the beauty of, of where we're located, we're located right in the hub of Spencerport, and um, our gym is in the front of the plaza. So sometimes we're out front pushing sleds or wheelbarrow, flipping tires, uh, running sprints, so people see. And we have a number, of, a good number of people that'll just are just walking. Hey, I've seen you guys out here for six months or years or whatever it may be, and I'm and I'm ready. I'm curious. Um, so those have. Those have worked well for us. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, word of mouth, it's funny because in any industry, it's kind of our favorite method of advertising because it's free. And um, no matter if we're running a construction business or we're running a gym, we're naturally going to have some word of mouth. As long as we have a good service, we're naturally going to have some word of mouth. But... In the gym industry, what makes it tricky is we can't control the rate at which people talk about us. Um, so we never know how much or how little we're going to grow month to month through word of mouth. And that makes it hard to make projections and um, kind of predict our growth. Uh, and so you mentioned there very early on that you're not a social media guy, right? Um, that's not your expertise. And it's definitely not mine either. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you there. Um, but I definitely know that that is important, especially, you know, the past few years, even more so being that we're living in such a digital world. Um, I've seen a lot of businesses really growing by utilizing social media to their advantage. Talk to me a little bit deeper about your presence in those places. I'll be honest. There's not much presence for me personally. So the one, the one thing, uh, the one presence I do have is, um, Will and I do um, interview videos where, Fine. you know, we'll ask each other questions. And then after we collect a lot of material, Will will go edit it and put it together and make posts and, and have scheduled posts going out with just us talking about our philosophy, um, our gym, uh, what we'd like to see happen, answering questions that uh, we pose each other that clients may have posed us or prospects may have posed us. Um, okay. Or just every day, you know how it is, there's gym fads, there's myths, there's all kinds of stuff out there. So we'll we'll poke at each other with those and um, get our thoughts out on video. And then, uh, you know, we'll create a beautiful post and put it out. And uh, the, the nice thing about social media is our clients do share our posts often. Right. A lot. That is a nice thing. So they may not directly go talk to an individual, but they're constantly posting and resharing our um, our uh, content, which is which is nice. Yeah, and people like people enjoy that type of stuff. That's like a little bit engaging, right? Where they can kind of follow along and um, listen to your opinions on things. Um, so I think that the video interviews, that's cool. I mean, people like that stuff. And again, like I said, it's engaging. Um, so I've seen a lot of gyms and from personal experience to be successful with utilizing Facebook or Instagram to run ads. For me, that's the only money that I spend in advertising. Um, and I, I specifically really hone in on Facebook. That's where I've seen massive success. Have you guys ever ran ad campaigns on Facebook or Instagram? Is that something that you've tried yet? 
So we did try Facebook at the time. It wasn't very successful. Okay. Uh, we found more success is running Google ads. Okay. So yeah, I mean, Google ads are good too. Um, Google ads I like because when somebody's looking for you, they're going to find you. And that's nice. Um, because if they search gym near me, Correct. Chris, your gym's going to pop up. And then it's, that's a hot lead that's ready to sign up. Um, when, so when you ran the Facebook thing, what kind of offer were you guys putting out there? Honestly, I don't remember. You don't even remember? It yeah. Back. I don't remember. I think what's funny is like, we all try things, right? And then there's things that work really good for some of us and other things that are like, nope. And in the tech world, it's tricky because like we said, both of us are not tech experts. So figuring that out is, is, it's a challenge. Uh-huh. I want to say when we first, I, I, if I was to take up an educated guess at it, mm-hmm. at the time we ran the Facebook ad, it wasn't as much a promotional ad as, as much as it was just a, here we are, this is who we are, we're here type ad. Um, yeah. Where what we've been doing and what Will's been doing is um, every so many ads sneaking in our promotion, and that's caught people's attention because that's what we get. We get a lot of individuals that'll call in for or, you know rate requests or or you know interest in setting up a one-on-one or whatever it may be. Right. And as time goes on, they'll be like, well, "What about that special?" And I didn't even mention the special, so I know they saw it somewhere. Yeah. So that, that helps a lot. Yeah, definitely. So ideally, like what's that position where, I mean, you you know, you have 75, 80, let's just say that's kind of the general idea now for clients. What's that spot where it's like your dream? Like, where would you guys be super happy? I mean, you're happy now, but like, if you could hit the pedal to the metal, where would you want to go? I don't think there's a ceiling. That's a, that's a crazy thing is when I opened, oh, I say I, but I mean, we, when we opened this, I, I didn't see it as big as it is now at first. That right. Like my, my mind couldn't rationalize that I, this 16 year old boy, cause this is how I still think about it. Mm-hmm. Dream would come true. Like the best I thought I may have. Oh, I think that the Wi-Fi on somebody's side might have frozen a little bit. That's, it's going to be too small, and there's another step. Okay. Okay. So I don't. I don't. There's not like a. There's not like a number. It's just for me. It's just constant growth. I like that. I think that in this industry, there is so much potential for growth, and the industry is always evolving too. So just when we get kind of comfortable where we're at, there's something new in the industry that we can add into our business. And I think by you having that mentality, like there's no ceiling, that's what's going to take you places, right? That's what's going to make all your dreams, your 16 year old boy dreams a reality, um, you know, down the road here. Uh, I want to ask you, you know, since it sounds like you just want to continue to grow in all aspects, what would you consider to be your biggest challenge holding you back from growth right now, Chris? I think it's 
getting more leads. Yeah. I, no matter how many leads you have, I, I never feel like it's enough. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and the second is, is time. I was just thinking about the other day. I was, you know, I, I rarely, I work pretty much seven days a week. Like I said, between two businesses, I still do side work. I work, maybe I get a day off a week. Um, I'm lucky if I get half a day off. Yeah. I'm ecstatic. Like after this, I'm off for the rest of the day. I'm, I'm ecstatic. Nice. Uh, for most of the day. I have another meeting. But, um, <laughs> but I was sitting on the couch the other day and I'm thinking to myself, if I could just freeze time and sleep eight hours and then unfreeze time and start my day, that'd be great. I'd have enough time to do everything, but in reality, I probably still wouldn't have time to do everything. So those are the, that's, that's a big challenge is, is finding more time. Um, which means that it's time for me to start feeding someone else. I need, I need more trainers to start feeding clients to, I need to start passing them along, start grooming them. Um, that's yeah. the only way I see myself having more time to do more well yeah and realistically I'm here i'm wearing multiple hats right now we are yeah we are <laughs> most business owners are i mean no matter my dad owns a landscaping company and he wears like every hat in the business of course he has some employees but it's like he'll be out there mowing a line on the phone with a lead right and it's just it's just a challenge but um so um you know you mentioned their time and time is the most valuable thing that we have. And time is the only thing in our life that we can never buy back. We can't buy back more time. Correct. And realistically, as a business owner, if we're so caught up in the day-to-day -day of our business, we're training, we're involved in like every element, and we can't take a step back, we can never focus on the growth of our business because we're so heavily in the business, right? We need to be a little bit out of the business to be able to work more on the growth of the business. So, um, you know, you looked at the idea of delegation, right? Maybe handing some tasks off to some of the other trainers and things like that. Are there any other, you know, systems or ideas that you have to help you earn a little bit more time back into your calendar? So Will and I were talking yesterday um, and he mentioned becoming, getting the system so that they're more automated. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we're slowly working on is, is getting us all the systems so that they're automated so that we don't have to answer every single call, every single text. That's difficult. Um, and just having a process, like even, even our follow-up process isn't the best. Um, I, I'm so like, getting everything systemized mm -hmm. so that as we bring on others to work with us, it's easier for them to plug in and do the work that needs to be done. So yeah. over time, that's what we're working on, working on systemizing things um, and getting things so that they're, they're kind of running on their own a little bit easier and we don't have to constantly manage it. Yep. No, that's a really good point, right? Systemizing things um, makes it a lot easier. And especially when it comes to the whole process from like 
the minute that we have a lead to the minute that we can get them converted to a membership, like we really need to have systems in place there. We need to have a follow-up system. We need to have that automated message that they get when they fill out our form on our website. Like all of these points of contact that if we don't have systems figured out and you're not there doing it and it doesn't happen, that we're not losing out on leads, potential business, potential opportunity for growth. Uh, and that's hard, right? We all struggle with that. Uh, I think it took me like a year to get it figured out, like good enough that the gym could be fine if I decided just to leave for five minutes. Um, and, and that's tricky. Uh, no, last question that I have for you here, Chris, is, you know, what, where does your focus lie? Like right now, over the next like year, two years, what's the biggest thing that you need to focus on as a business owner to take you where you want to go down the road? So for me, it's not getting distracted. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to, I mean, I'll admit, I, I still enjoy doing certain aspects of home remodeling. I love to paint. It's very mm -hmm. zen for stick me in a bedroom, hand me a paintbrush and a roller and just give me six hours and I will disappear. All my problems go away. Um, so I still find time to fit in those things, but sometimes those jobs distract me because I know I have stuff for the gym to do, but I've coded this job I have to do. You know, I'm split a little thin. So that's that's one thing I'm working on right now is, is completely transitioning away from doing side work. Um, I'm actually looking for someone... I have a couple couple individuals I've worked for worked with that I pass work off to, but I'm always looking for, for instance, a good painter that I could pass work off to. Because again, these are my customers; these are yeah. long customers, so I want to take care of them. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing: transitioning and plugging in just 100% into business. Yeah. Um, my schedule. I'm not, not the best at organizing my schedule. As you know, I plugged into this at 12 o'clock instead of 12:30. Yeah. Um, so getting my schedule uh, systemized so yeah. that it, it, my day runs a little smoother. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, the biggest thing is this move. This move we're looking at right now. Um, we are looking at a bigger location. We are talking over this with the, the plaza owners and the, and the property management. Um, mm -hmm. So I, over the next year, my biggest uh, concern is going to be if we do make this move, getting this new facility where we want it physically. Because right. again, with the construction background, that's my thing, like facilities. Yep. Uh, having the equipment, having enough equipment, um, because in the move, this will allow us to open up another um, service. So this move is great because it allows us to give another, offer another service. Right. Um, but to offer that service, there's a lot that goes in. We have a lot of equipment. Oh, we, have this. we have to divide the gym up so that, you know, class has their section and they're protected because they're the, the, the premium members and then everyone else. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's logistics of all that is what's going to. Yeah. And, and and that's what's exciting is that the new potential space that you're, you know, thinking about moving into, that opens up more possibilities, right? And that's the theme of this conversation, it seems to me, is just like continuous desire for growth and new opportunities for yourself 
your business partner, and most importantly, your clients, right? Um, your community. So that's really, really exciting. Um, and before we hop up, up, up here, Chris, what is the Instagram, the website? Where can our listeners go to follow along for your journey? All right. So our website, I always mess up the Instagram, so give me a sec. <laughs> it's okay. Again, I'm not the social media guy. Uh, <laughs> So strength trained underscore dynamis is our Instagram. Perfect. And then that's our Facebook. I don't even know how to get this thing. And then just at strength trained is our Facebook. Perfect. And www.strengthtrain.com is our website. Oh. Awesome. Well, definitely excited to check it out myself. And Chris, thanks for being here today, for tuning in. Listeners, don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, just hit like, hit subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us, we have Kyle Sullivan of Sullivan Personal Training coming to you from Farmington, Missouri. Kyle, what's going on, my man? How are you today? What's up, man? How are we? I'm doing tremendously. I'm excited to dive into this, uh, Kyle. And, and the name here is fairly straightforward, but Sullivan Personal Training, before we dive in on the business side of this and all that you do day to day from an operations standpoint, tell us a little bit about what the business is. How do you describe this to other people? Yeah, sure. So essentially, I'm a, a personal training studio. And it's a lot different than your typical box gym. We've got a small facility that we accommodate a few people per appointment time slot. And we make sure that your programs are customized to use an individual based off any limitations you might have. Uh, and of course, your goals. Um, so everything's a little bit different for the individuals, but we don't uh, specify with, with one particular group of people necessarily or demographic, but um, but we help people move more functionally. We help them prevent diseases, uh, you know, or maintain health. And we help people improve quality of life. So that's what we do with a personal training studio. Fantastic. Take us back a little bit. I think uh, origin stories here, where we came from are, are a pretty good indicator of the direction that we're going a lot of the time. But for you, when did this whole thing get started, Kyle? How did we, how did we get this initiated? 
Yeah, so a long time ago, back in the day, in the, in the glory days, I did sports growing up in school, and I always thought I really loved sports. Um, not that I didn't have a have an enjoyment for them, but it turned out that it was time to be out of school. It, it was kind of like the sporting days are over all of a sudden, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for a living. And I couldn't imagine not having this identity of being, you know, kind of physically fit and being able to move well. Uh, I loved going to the gym. That was probably where my real love and passion was from doing sports. I got to go to the gym. I got to exercise. Um, the other side of that was we see results. So I learned in sports that, you know, you start not so good or, or maybe not in the best shape. And as long as you show up and follow a plan that makes sense and is appropriate and is attainable, uh, then you will end up better. And so I learned that from sports and it boiled down to, I wanted a, a career if you will, maybe a job, but a career in general that was going to maybe allow me to keep that identity without having to try to be, you know, a professional football player in the future or something like that. So yeah. the, uh, the alley I took was I got lucky and I found a program that was in a, a, a small school in Kansas that was affiliated with a national uh, certification for personal training. And I didn't even know what that was, but when I read uh, on the website, personal training, you could, you could maybe own your own business and you could help people, you know, get better or, or reach their goals. I was on board and I didn't really know what that was when I signed up. But as I went to school and started learning the concepts and the difference of health and fitness and how that separated from being the guy who could bench press the most on the football team, uh, uh, that, that really intrigued me. And I got almost obsessed yeah. with the idea that who cares how much you bench press at a certain point? If you're strong, you're strong. What about the other problems you're dealing with? You know, so that that's where I got to where I realized any anybody of mine, I could walk through the gym and, and take them through a football workout or a wrestling workout or a track workout. But if my mom or dad came to me and said, Kyle, can you help me exercise? I couldn't have walked them through my wrestling workout from two years yeah. ago. So yeah. it ruled down to me. It doesn't matter how much dad bench presses anymore. Right, exactly. What's he care? What What's your mom care? It boils down to, they want to feel better. Some of them want to look better. Some of them want to move better. And I started getting really into the idea that, you know, personal training, if you will, or coaching, if you will, can really just be about making someone better at what they want to be better at. And if it's not necessarily like a performance improvement, it may just be like, what about these achy knees or that sore back that is bothering you all the time? And so I, you know, I, I went to school for that. And as I got out of school for that, I did what every other trainer that gets straight out of school does. They, they join the nearest big box gym to their home and they're like, Hey, I want to be a trainer here. Yep. Right? And so then I started seeing a completely different uh, model and mindset than what I went to school for. So what I went to school yep. for was to help people, what I started uh, working at a, what I call a big box gym now, which is a lot different than a training studio. Um, it was mostly people there kind of trying to do things on their own and really not having any clue where to start. And so that I, I did that long enough to where it bothered me. And it was time to kind of start my own thing, which became Sullivan personal training, where I just take on personal training clients by appointment. And let's talk about your goals. Let's find out what your limitations might be. Let me create a plan and hold you accountable to it so that we can hit some goals together. And that's, that's what I do now. That was the origin of this. And a lot of this, the gym owners that I speak to Kyle when building their business, at least in the early stages, the lens is more, what do I not want to be than what do I want to be? You saw this example of how this big box functioned. I don't want that. Let me do something else, right? Yeah. How can I make this a little bit more personal and tailored to the people that I'm working with who are actually looking for this type of service instead of force feeding it on 
Right. Anybody and everybody that I came across so in this facility. I felt like when I was, uh, you know, the best trainer I knew at the gym, at the big box gym, I felt like a lot of times if I was, if someone didn't need me to sign them up today, if they were already signed up, then I was kind of sitting around twiddling my thumbs, hoping they asked me for my help. Um, you didn't want to step on anybody's toes and say, hey, man, you're doing that wrong. Right. Now you want right. to, but you're also trying to. It's you a know, tough environment. Yeah, it is. And so yeah. what happened was, was uh, I stayed pretty busy. I thought with having, you know, uh, like three, three clients as I was managing the gym. And it was, it was just as much important uh, and priority for me to keep the bathrooms clean as it was to train my clients at the time, because I had all those responsibilities. Um, but there was this issue where that I noticed where on paper, we had something like 400 members with this box gym, right? And I mean, we're a small town, that was actually a pretty good number. But it boiled down to I got to realize and I'm running some reports uh, early on. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I see 400 people on the list. And my, my, admins my owners of the business are looking at me like hey that's a pretty good number Kyle but it boiled down to I only seen the same 50 people every week and yep. it wasn't even personal training it was me sitting at the desk 60 hours a week and watching the same 50 people come in there's 350 people I haven't seen and I don't know how long who knows what's going on with their goals or their limitations or what who knows if they're even happy to be paying for the bill at this point so the idea was for me, what if I just had these 50 people pay me for personal training programs and get this in two years of almost two years of managing that gym, the same 50 people, I don't notice that they really changed much. I don't know that they looked better or moved better or even felt better in the two years. I know that they were really, they were really self-accountable and committed and motivated. And someone would go, you know, finish concrete all day and show up with a gym bag afterwards and change your boots into tennis shoes. And I go, oh my God, this guy's got some energy and some motivation and some drive. But if he does the same thing and looks the same and actually doesn't accomplish anything in a year or two, then I'm not so sure that was worth anybody's while. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, bo it bothered me a little bit that we had this huge gym, 7,000 square feet, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment to use. And I got the same 50 people using the same equipment and they all look, <laughs> they all look the same, changes. feel the same, nothing yeah. changed. So I, I wasn't sure where how, how that was for me at a certain point. And I, I just basically from that point, I, uh, you know, the gym was closed and it wasn't making enough money. And then if you listen to that story, you're like, doesn't sound like it was making much and it wasn't. And so the reality was I took my three clients and, and said, what if I just rented a small building? Um, and I'm talking at the time it was 900 square feet and it flooded when it rained, I think. But, um, but I said, what if I just moved some of my equipment that I own into there? I mean, we started out very, very minimal and very, very just humble beginnings primitive, is a, okay? a common theme I, on this podcast. About the only thing I didn't have was a treadmill that I thought I needed. And I went to a yard sale that week and got one for 75 bucks and pulled it in. And it was a terrible treadmill. It didn't last long, but it got me started and it had something, you know, it was like the warm up machine at the time, but it boiled down to, I was kind of committed to this idea that it can be done better than the big box method. And, um, and I, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do business wise. I just knew that it could, things could be done better. And so that's where I, I started all this, my soul and personal training business I started out of pure passion, but it was just literally me going, bear with me, guys. I know we can hit some goals. Yep. Just bear with me. And so that was about a decade ago, yeah, right? Yeah. The, the rules of the game and, right. and entrepreneurship have changed a little bit. Somewhere in that time was a, right. a little pandemic of sort. And believe me, everybody here on this podcast is sick of talking about it, but yep. Yeah. Now that you are on your own, a lot more responsibility comes to you. And, and one of the things, one of the aspects of that is marketing. We need some foot traffic just to get in through the door. What's been working for you 
recently post pandemic to get some of these people back into the facility to, to grow your business? So the biggest thing, um, I feel lucky that I started when I did and I was kind of stuck in the uh, one-on-one personal private personal training model for a while. And that was, that's keeps the quality high. Don't get me wrong, but it got to a point where I didn't have enough hours in a day and couldn't raise my clientele. So when the pandemic really hit things slowed down and actually shut down for just a minute, um, you know, my client list went down to about half or less than that. And I had some time to actually start studying what, what I might want to do with my business going into the future. And uh, one of those things was um, try some, you know, challenges, try an internal play with your business that says, Hey, you've got these clients now, whether it's 10 or 20 or a hundred, you've got clients, what they need is a fire lit under their butt. You know, if they've been training with you year round, especially why not throw them all into a 28 day, you know, let's kick butt together this month. And, mm-hmm. and keep them all personal training, but throw a little something extra out there like, hey, how about maybe there's a party at the end if you follow through and we're going to do before and after pictures. So I really got into the idea of running these internal plays with my clients and, and myself and, and what little staff I have. But um, what happened was we tried one of those um, basically early in uh, uh, 2021 for the new year. Okay. And and things had not picked back up yet. So it was kind of like uh, 2020 March, things shut down. And then an, until 2021 March, things are still kind of like Still that. in a rough spot, yeah. I was trying to beat that by January of 2021. I, I said, hey, we need to do the New Year's thing. Let's throw a challenge together and get people interested. So what we did was we, we not only you know told all of our clients about it, but we told all of our clients, hey, how about this? You guys are allowed to invite your friends and family into this challenge. And um, there was a small fee uh, to join the challenge if you weren't a member here training, mm-hmm. but, um, but that's how that worked. And so that started developing some leads. And to be honest with you, I only had, I think, eight people sign up for that. I mean, again, things were still almost shut down. We were legally open and, and by appointment, but we had a few restrictions we, we held off to, but we did small group classes and kept everybody separated. But it boiled down to, um, I think I had eight people sign up for that. What ended up happening was we had some good results and uh, that was actually almost eight weeks long. And so that challenge, so what happened was about March, we finished that challenge and I posted all of these results and a okay, so this is, this is driven by social media. A con- right? uh, social media was the biggest part of this, but a combination of it being one year post pandemic shutdown and all at the same time, I got some real results of uh, real live weight loss and, oh, yeah. and yeah. performance improvement results out there. It was about, it was almost perfect timing on accident because uh, in March, it was like the phone wouldn't stop ringing. And instead of people just asking us what our prices were, they were ready to come sign up. So mm-hmm. it was, it was a completely different ball game all of a sudden starting in, in spring of 2021. Since then, I said, okay, these challenges work. But (laughs) something's going right here. (laughs) The the thing about the challenges is, is your leads kind of show up a little bit during, but they really show up after if you do a good job on the challenge and people had good results. So we kind of realized that there's got to be some time in between challenges. You can't go straight from one into another, into another, and another. Uh, People get burnt out and it's not quite that fun. So what we do right now is we try to sponsor a challenge uh, once every season or so about, you know, once every quarter at the most. And, um, and it, they're all, they all got a little different spin to them, depending on the season and depending on, you know, what we want to offer or what people are asking for. Um, so that's been a big part. Now, how do we get the word out? We do, um, you know, 
email texting, word of mouth, flyers, social media. I mean, we kind of, we kind of do it all, but I've gotten, uh, is that advertising on social media or organically posting on social media? organically posting on social media. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's not like I haven't thrown money into social media before I definitely had, but what happened was when we got better at content, when we got better content and actually was more consistent with posting, um, it boiled down to, we did just as good organically as we would have not so much. Yeah. And so well, uh, that's a good, good thing to happen, right? We're well, not- it, it was a great thing to happen, but on top of that, you know, not just trying to toot my own horn on marketing. It, what happened was, was I was trying to do it all. Like I always did. And I mean, I was on uh, what Rachel Cosgrove told me was the oh shit plan. That's the oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. I haven't, I haven't posted in two weeks. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I realized that um, my content, it's not that I didn't have potentially good content. It's that I was posting uh, like too late and not realizing I wasn't. Staying. So I actually had my office admin helping me with that. It's very simple. Instead of me taking pictures of myself while I'm training somebody, um, she's out there taking photos of us coaches working with clients and, we post those and we say, Hey, if you're interested in, in hitting a goal or, or moving better, feeling better, or looking better, give us a call or click here. And then from there, we have people go on our website and request a strategy session and, and we call them and talk to them and have them come in and screen them. And, and that's the initial process now. So between word of mouth, social media and, and um, internal marketing and doing challenges, which are a lot of fun for a lot of people, I think that's been the best thing that's happened in the last couple uh, years since I've had time to realize that maybe the marketing side of things, yeah. wasn't it, it wasn't as necessary in the beginning for me because word of mouth was so great, but that was only up to a certain load. That's a good point. Load, yeah. right? It only gets you so far. And then we hit a ceiling. Right? Yeah. Well, then you start trying to spend money on ads. And so that's the other problem is that you're just cutting into what might've been profit that you could have earned to do something different with. So, um, yeah. so for, for me, uh, it was getting a little help. Honestly, that's probably the biggest thing that helped me with marketing was allowing someone to help me. I'm kind of a control freak and I wasn't so sure someone else could post as good as me. And it turns out if you just, you know, tell them what you want at it and let them have at it, then they, they do all right. So, so that's what so many of, of the gym owners and business owners in general that I speak with get themselves into that sort of mindset. And a lot of the time, the bottleneck to growth becomes the gym owner themselves if you want to have your hands in absolutely everything you only have so much time in the day do you know what i mean like we can't do all of it yeah the moment we start inviting some of that help in are there going to be growing pains yeah of course it would be ignorant to assume that it would just be sunshine and rainbows the moment we bring somebody in but once that starts to click we find ourselves in a situation where that organic does start rolling a little bit now as you look forward with this, I mean, it, it certainly sounds like the business has come a long way, but the future of this is a fun conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Where do you see this going in, in the next couple of years? What's, what's the bigger picture plan for you? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm of course going to be nice and biased um, in a good way from, from my side, from my point of view, but um, really I am extremely excited to be doing what I'm doing even at the level that we're at uh, in the fitness industry is what I'm talking about. And the reason why is because I have been doing this professionally since 2012, a little bit before that even. And it just boils down to, I feel like I just started a great business that's about to, that's about to do really well. And the reason why I feel like that is because essentially 
everything changed about a year and a half ago. So reset button, right? Our entire mentality, people that weren't interested are now interested. People that were interested have now started their own thing or something. You know what I mean? So it's been, it's been really interesting to see everybody's mind switch. Now, keep in mind, we're the health and fitness guys and we're sitting here going, Hey, if you keep yourself healthy, you know, just in case a a global pandemic shows up, you might, you you might be at an advantage health wise. If you just do some personal training. Um, Well, honestly, before the global pandemic, people would almost argue that sometimes. And now all of a sudden it's like, it's like, um, no, we've been talking. I've been around. I've been available since 2012 to help you, but, yeah. uh, but I'm still here and I'm not going. Anywhere. I find that with, even yeah. with businesses, 10, 20, 30 years in, they still have people. Oh my God. I never even knew you were around, but this to your so that's, point is, that's, that's is an one, exciting reset. That's the number one reason I'm excited. The other reason I'm excited is because people's mentalities on private one-on-one training has changed a little bit. So in my small real town, most people don't like going to the gym because they might be embarrassed. They might uh, be just anxious or nervous about not just maybe their inability to you know, know what to do when they get there, but the idea that maybe they don't fit in when they get there. And so the idea of a small personal training studio has kind of picked up the last couple of years finally, which is uh, an amazing thing for us. Um, but what our clients are also realizing is that they're actually... It's not that fun one-on-one. It turns out if you let one or two other people do their own custom workout in the same environment who has like-minded goals, right? Yeah. It turns out- there's A little a, bit of competition and camaraderie. There's, there's, a, there's a camaraderie aspect there, exactly right, that just can't be beat. And so we can maintain high quality and also the accountability and guidance that we're promising with good customized programs, as long as we have the facility set up for it and, and we, you know, as trainers are ready to come to work every day. And so we made some changes in, in 2021 when I had uh, the clientele start growing and it boiled down to, I couldn't have possibly accommodated one-on-one, especially on my own without starting another gym and hiring another person um, to do the quantity that was interested in training. So, you know, back then I might've had 20 clients one-on-one and was absolutely swamped if I saw everybody two or three times a week and couldn't take on more clients. And at this point, I mean, we average 35, 40 clients a week right now. Um, and feel like we have space to accommodate uh, plenty more if they if they come on in and um, that's the fun problem yeah 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 right? so and we didn't increase the the building size or anything it was interesting it's like you make a few uh, changes and you get a little more efficient at what you're trying to do and quality truly can stay high um, without having you know a million dollars worth of toys or a million dollars worth of space I mean the toys in the space don't really matter unless you got a plan that involves it. And in, in our case, we, we provide the plans. All you got to do is show up and, and, and work hard. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting time. And it, and it sounds silly to say that this semi-private model is sort of cutting edge because there's examples of people that have been doing it for a decade. But yeah, right. I think it's still underused in our industry and, and will become a more mainstream approach I think in the it's a couple of years, but I think there's a huge first mover advantage here as well. What, what I've learned the last year and a half of being semi-private with the model is that it confuses people until they get to try it. And what I mean by that oh, is yeah. if you tell someone I'm a personal trainer, I'm certified, have a degree, all that you're building some trust with it. And then you're like, okay, how about one-on-one me and you one hour? That's not very confusing. They get it. They're not sure what they're going to do that hour but they know they got you one-on-one in our case. It's not, it's not much different at all. We're still here right on the floor coaching you, helping you set up your equipment, helping make sure the equipment's put away properly and safe. 
making sure the form is done properly and that you understand the exercise and and not just have to memorize all the names of everything anymore um yeah. so and all the cues and all that so we're there giving cues in person and the whole thing um, but the difference just might be is we might have three racks and and three people that have tablets up on their racks with their mounts and and everyone's doing their their own custom workout and encouraging oh, yeah, it's still coaching it's still individual it's an absolute it's an absolute blast and so we not only feel like we get to help more people as coaches which is our favorite thing the that's why we got into this but it's like literally we notice our clients enjoying their workouts more keeping on task more believe it or not and and wanting to come back again sooner rather than like oh man that was a long hour you know we're not it's a win-win for everybody it really is i don't see how it's how it's not a win-win and then if you look at it from the business model perspective you're like you really can't actually make more revenue in the same amount of time than before so it's hard to really more it's hard to argue with now the difference can be it's confusing to the individuals who don't know what we're talking about and and that's the majority of our leads the majority of our leads are looking for training looking for guidance and help and accountability they're not really sure how it's going to work if they're working out next to somebody um and so my my idea on that is to explain it the best i can which is like i just did to you and then show you like come on in let me explain let me show you let's let me let me give you a tour of our facility yeah, and I'll let's give it a shot it. Yeah. And so from that point on, it's, it's just been great. It's been an absolute blast. And uh, I feel like we just started. So that's a, two big reasons. I just started a business in my mind, even though I've been doing it since 2012, people are thinking about it differently and they're more accepting of maybe sharing a, a room uh, yeah, even with someone who's like-minded, if you will. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be someone they brought. It's like, it, just get to meet people and, and everyone becomes better. Yeah. And, and we're running a bit shy on time here, but with that excitement and that renewed enthusiasm for running a business, Kyle, we'll have to get you back on the podcast here down the road okay, and man. see where okay. this whole thing goes. I can't thank you enough for participating in this conversation, man. I think entrepreneurs in our space need to hear other examples of what's working and what's not working more so now than ever. So I can't thank you enough for your time. Like I said, I wish you nothing but the best moving forward with my man. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it, man. All right. And so to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in here or in joining us, excuse me, and having a conversation about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.